Welcome back to the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm here with my guy, special friend of all the people we've got to interview. Um, this guy is is one of my closer friends, maybe yes. maybe the closest, one or two closest friends of guys I've ever had on the podcast, guys and gals. Yeah. So, um, man, today is a treat. I'm with author, speaker, coach, leader, father, husband, yeah. believer, yeah. Ryan Leak. Um, let me tell you this about Ryan before uh, we officially say what's up to Ryan. Um, I believe this. I believe that Ryan is the top communicator of our time. Um, I really believe oh, wow. that. I think he's. I think he's the most gifted oh, communicator man. in America right now. And here's the deal. I'm not the only one who thinks that. Um, Ryan is speaking in front of large crowds. Uh, he'll address over 250,000 people this year. He'll speak to some of the largest brands in America. Mm-hmm. He'll speak to some of the top teams in America. He's done work mm-hmm. with professional athletes, Fortune 500 executives. Yeah. This guy's got um, best-selling books that have dropped. He's got coaching programs. Um, he's got a new book out that we're going to talk about today called Leveling Up. Yeah. More importantly, he's just a genuine down-to-earth guy. And here's one thing I want our audience to hear, Ryan. You are one of the friends in my life that just calls to say, what's up? Oh, yeah. For and, sure. And I love that so much. I think especially, you know, when, you're, when, you're, when your life gets busier yeah, and you have kids and you're married and you yeah. get a business to run. And I think it, I think sometimes we just lose the art of what's up, you know, how are you just calling to check in? Yeah. And, um, and you're, you're just one of the guys that does that for me, man. So anyway, thanks for being on today's show, man. Good to have you here. Yeah, man. Well, dude, when you got four kids, somebody got to check on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get, you just, y'all, y'all popping out kids. Like it's like, it, like it's a hobby, man. And so I just, I love you and Ashley, man. I love what you guys Thank you, man. are all about. Love your family Thank you. and uh, excited to be your friend, man. Right back at you, bro. Love the leaks. Uh, yeah. Been such a blessing to get to. I feel like I've known you for like twenty years. I've known you for two. It's crazy. But Has it only been two? It's been two years, man. Young Guns, uh, right? Shout out, Brad yeah. Lominick. Brad Lominick connecting us. Yeah, wasn't that this last is, year? Uh, was it a year? A year and a half ago. Year and a half ago. That ain't oh been two years. Goodness. A year and a half ago. Oh my goodness, man! Isn't that wild? Well, it's it's that's how close we got. That's it, right. It feels it like it's quick. been ten. So. Happened quick. Happened quick. That was awesome. Well, listen, man, I, I do want to talk about this new book yeah. because it's about to drop. I'm a fan. Yes. 12 questions leveling up. Yeah. Uh, 12 questions to elevate your personal and professional development. That's right. Offline, I went 10 for 12. So just so our audience knows. Yes. I've dug into the book because you were kind enough to give me an advanced copy and give me the kind yeah. of the, the window yeah. into what this is all about. Yes. Um, and I want you to tell our audience today what this book yeah. is all about. First off, why did you decide to write the book? Yes. Leveling. Well, compliment to you. You 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 virtually had all 12 questions memorized off the top of your head, which is just very impressive. Uh, secondly, and the reason I wrote this book was throughout the pandemic, I was building an executive coaching practice and more and more people were asking me to help coach them after I was done speaking. And what I began to gather was that there were lots of people, lots of executives, athletes, team members that were finding themselves in this place where they almost felt like their development was somebody else's responsibility. Like it was like they were waiting for their leader to turn into this super leader to lead them to some promised land of a better life and career for them. And at one point in my practice, I started being like, 
Well, while you're waiting for them to get better, why don't you get better? Like, why are you? Well, they need to figure this pandemic thing out. Well, why don't you go figure out this pandemic thing for you? Like, it's it's just a mentality that I think people feel like where they're at is somebody else's fault. Mm. And I wanted to write a book that gave people back the ownership of their life and career. Mm. So if we're talking about your career path, hey, guess what? If you want to go somewhere in life, if you want to go somewhere in your career, you can. Mm. Even if you've got a terrible manager, even if you've got a terrible director, even if your owner is volatile, all about the money, what like you can say whatever you want about your leader. What about you? Mm. And so this is the ultimate self-leadership book. And what I discovered in my executive coaching practice was that questions often helped people take the content home. Mm. The questions I found stuck with people a little bit more. And as I began sharing these questions in coaching sessions or keynotes, I found that even a year later, they're still asking themselves some of the questions that I write about in this book. And so Mm. I just started to realize Hey, I actually don't need to tell you what to do, but I do want to equip you with the right questions to be asking so that when you make a decision, you know that it's, it's sitting on a really nice foundation. And so like one of the questions in the book is what's the right thing to do? Mm. I don't tell you what the right thing to do it because we could argue about if it's right, Mm. if, if it is the right thing. But what I think our wives, our employees our clients and customers should know is that you and I, at the end of the day, are asking the question, hey, what's the right thing to do? So like even, even right now, uh, we've got an employee that's on medical leave and we're trying to decide, well, what's the right thing to do? Mm. Do we do the, well, you know, do the 60% or do we do 100%? Mm. So and good. again, my team, my family, and they know I'm always asking the question, what's the right thing to do? Again, we could argue about if 100% or 60% or 80% or firing them and rehiring them is the right thing to do. We can make that argument. But the people in my life trust me enough mm-hmm. to go, Ryan's not going to do an employee or customer wrong. Mm. And not everybody has that reputation. And so I think the question is what I equip a lot of my clients with, just going, hey, I think you should be asking this question. What were the customers, clients, employees, or even in your personal life? Hey, what's the, what's the right thing to do? Because in a pandemic, especially, I saw a lot of people cutting corners personally and mm. professionally. And I was just going, you know, you can still win and do the right thing. Come on. That's a good And word. I think sometimes people feel like, oh, man, well, but, but to get ahead, I got to keep up with the competition. I go, yeah, but let's just say you win. You'll know. Mm. You cheated. Mm. So even if you get the trophy, even if you get the ring, there's something in you that goes, 
but I had to cheat to get it. So even though you you got the bonus, even though you won the game, so to speak, you lost. So you got to be right. asking yourself this question. That's so, right. So I started to notice these things um, within my executive coaching practice, interviews, research, and just discovered, man, I think questions are really going to help people and it's going to stick with people. And when they're in meetings and when they're trying to lead through something tough, they're going to be asking themselves some of these questions. Yeah, how many of us know that leadership is not about having all the right information? It's about asking the right questions. Yeah, for sure. And, and you're allowing people to reflect and think and go deeper. Yeah. And that's part of the magic of this book, yeah. Leveling Up. So you already addressed one of my favorite questions, which was, what is the right thing to do? And we don't have yeah. a time to go through all 12 questions. So you got to get the book yeah. so you can dig in and <laughs> yeah. go through all the 12 questions yourself. But I, I, wanna, I do want to touch on a couple of my favorite questions. Yeah. And then I'll give you a, an opportunity to maybe talk about a couple yeah. of your favorite questions. Yeah. One of my favorite questions that I loved from the book is whose dream can I support? Yeah. The other question that I loved was what credit can I give away? You call that the team yeah. player question. And yeah. the, the other question, whose dream can I support? You call this the assist question. And what I love about these questions is it mm. forces you to think about other people right. in a different and unique way. Yeah. And so um, I'd love to I'd love to hear, you know, what do you think about when you think about those types of questions before we go to maybe some of your favorite questions? Yeah. So I did this event. It was probably the event that went the best of every event I've ever done. The reason for that mm. is I was speaking to um, a large group of people where uh, a bunch of speakers spoke and then there were breakouts and mm. all of the attendees could choose which breakouts to go to. And they had uh, breakout rooms evenly dispersed for all of the speakers. And after I was done with 18 minutes, um, I think, 97% of the people came to my breakout and we had to move to a grand ballroom. And I was like, this is, cr and it was kind of overwhelming. Like I got really quiet all of a sudden because I was like, Hey, I'm not trying to do that to another speaker. Like this whole thing isn't about me, but it was like, it felt like a concert and people were like pushing through the barriers to get into, to a room. And it was like, it was a good kind of hysteria, if you will. And I remember being in that room and all of a sudden it was like, like I had a lot of adrenaline was going through my body. And this woman asked this question after I had shared this very inspiring talk. And she asked a question that no one had ever asked me before. She says, what if I don't have a dream? Hmm. And I was like, well, why don't you have a dream? You know, like in my mind, I'm thinking, I was so like, go, 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 that I really hadn't paused to think, mm. what if people don't have a thing? What if they don't have a big goal? Mm. What, if, what if they're just put on the planet to just help somebody else? Mm. And that was, the, that was my moment. Because I went from, <gasps> and it was like a slow, like, oh, wait a minute. I actually think that might be where more people are at mm. than, than the big dreamers. And so if you think about every Fortune 500 company in the world, well, they're helping somebody else's dream. They're supporting. Yeah, come on. <laughs> they're supporting someone else. Does that yeah. make sense? So, yeah. and it's nice when the dreams help each other, but all in all, like most people aren't going to be 
the top dog, mm. the number one gal or number one guy, like they're going to support somebody. And so that's where that question was actually birthed. Mm. And it was going, hey, who's, whose dream can I support? And you know what it did? It made me even, it opened my eyes to go, I'm not supporting my circle and community enough. Mm. And we don't want, we weren't put on the planet to make our lives just about our own success and just about our own goals and just about our own dreams. No, like I think we were put on the planet for one another. And since that epiphany and since that moment, helping other people, I've gotten so much more joy Mm. seeing somebody else get put on then, oh my gosh, guess what my latest and greatest opportunity is? It's like, no, you get so much joy teaching somebody something, watching them put it into practice, be able to make money in doing so. Like, I just, I just love that stuff. So I think that those types of questions of either giving away credit or asking, man, whose, whose dream can, can I help with? Whose dream can I support? I think is, is a big deal for people because it's so easy to wake up and just get so consumed with your own life and your own journey. Mm. But I think when you just pause and begin to look around your organization and go, Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe I won't get promoted. I'm not even sure that I can control that, but what if I made it my goal to help somebody else get promoted? What if I just became Mm. my company's biggest fan of others? Mm. I'm just going to walk around every day and just brag about the goodness of other people. People have no idea how much joy will come their way from just doing that. Come on. And so, so that's where I think a lot of those questions stem from is that my, even in my own experience, I realized how much of even my messaging to other people was rise, grind, climb, let's go. And then that was a moment where I went, Pause. <laughs> yes. Look around. There may be somebody that you can help them go to the next level. So a lot of times people are stuck themselves, but I think if they were to try and help somebody else get unstuck, I think they would actually both start moving. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you break it down that way. Cause I think this goes two ways. I think we have to be thoughtful enough as leaders, as people to support the dreams of people who've supported us. Or maybe just don't have anybody else supporting their dream, right? Right. Uh, But also, if you want to grow and influence with other people, here's what Mark Mark Cole said this to me the other day. I I shared this on our podcast a couple of times. It was so good. It probably came from Ryan Leak. It's probably like a Ryan Leak quote. Uh, Mark Cole is the CEO of Maxwell Leadership, who you know well. And he said, um, if you want to grow in your influence, find out what the leader's agenda is and make it your agenda for a season. Mm. And I thought that was so good. I mean, that's supporting a yeah. dream, right? It's like, hey, Ryan, what's your dream? Okay, how do oh, I support absolutely. that dream for a season? Absolutely. And so, and so you're serving, but the crazy part is like you also, you grow in your influence. That's, that's why, I mean, that's part of your magic, right? It's part of the reason people want to be around you is because you move toward people, you get behind mm-hmm. them, you support them, you make, yeah. you make their agenda, your agenda. You've done that with me. Absolutely. Like, how can I support you? How do I tee you up? How do I create opportunities for you? And it's done yeah. in this really genuine way. So, man, I just I, I just want to point that out, let our listeners know. Yeah. Um, hey, I want to talk about maybe a couple other questions because we have sure. time. Sure. And I know that you like all these questions or you wouldn't have written the book with these 12 questions. I do have a favorite, though. Tell me the favorite. Okay, tell me the favorite. 
It's actually a tie. All right. It's a tie between two. two. But my favorite question is, what's it like to be on the other side of me? I thought you'd say that. Yeah, that, that, that one's my favorite because I don't think enough people ask that question. I think mm. through the holiday season, there are a lot of people watching and listening this who will enjoy their holiday meal. Mm. There are others who will endure their holiday meal. Mm. However, whoever cooked it does not know what it's like to be on the other side of that mac and cheese. They just don't know. They think it's awesome, but it's not awesome. We all have a person in our life that think on the other side of their singing. They think in our in our headphones, in our AirPods, in our beats by Dre, that it sounds like John Legend, that it sounds like it's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, and somebody lied to you. And, and they got confidence. But that don't make you good. Does that make sense? And so one of the things I discovered in our executive coaching practice was that there was a, a high level of people that just were not self-aware and in fact whenever i talk with a leader i say hey how are things going they'll tell me an answer when i ask the team how things are going they'll they'll give a completely different answer Mm. in fact anytime i've been able to work with leaders and teams their answers have only matched up once ever Mm. ever it's always a little bit of a different story and so whenever i would ask a leader how do you think you're perceived by your team it has never, ever, ever, ever lined up. That specific question, never lined up. Mm. So when you ask the team, well, is this how you see your leader? No. <laughs> it's, it's not a chance. In fact, as a person that, again, has worked on both sides of organizations with leaders and teams, I would tell every leader to assume that your team has lied to you at some point. Mm. for sure and the reason that they've lied to you is because they like health insurance that's why <laughs> it's so they true. like health insurance and they got tuition and they got car payments they got a mortgage payment and when you ask them a question and i would tell every leader this whatever your culture survey was whatever don't believe the results mm. they lie. I'm telling you, <laughs> so they lied to you. And, and, it's, and, and this question requires us to go deep because, mm. you know, sometimes you have to come to grips with the fact that what it's like to be on the other side of me maybe isn't as enjoyable as I'd like it to be. In fact, it could be exhausting. It could be. People could be enduring me, and I think they're enjoying me. Mm. You also could fall for the trap of just believing that what is true is what your biggest fans tell you it is. Yeah. And that might give you credence and credibility to go, oh, I don't have to listen to these other people. Sometimes a person or a leader thinks, I'll just keep it real. No, you're rude. Right, right. I keep it 100. Well, how come every time you keep it 100, it's always 
negative. <laughs> you ever think about that? And so I really don't think that people slash me have really paused long enough to think, and what's it like to be on the other side of me? And for me, I, I had a few wake-up calls. I remember one time I was kicking a soccer ball at my son while trying to send an email on my laptop at the same time. Mm. And I'll never forget my son walking over to me and closing my laptop. What's it like to be on the other side of Ryan Leak when you're his son? It feels like he's always multitasking. Mm. Like, I got to come to grips with it. I got to own that. I'm, listen, I'm not on here going, hey, I got this thing figured out. Go read my book and go get your life together. These questions are for me. Mm. <laughs> hey, I'm being selfish. I wrote this book for me as well <laughs> as other people. So it wasn't just, yeah, oh, I man. saw this in my practice and I saw this in this organization. It's like, no, I saw mm. a lot of this in me. One time, um, my son was traveling with me through the airport. We were running late to a flight and I'm always there like 30 minutes before the flight is like leaving. You know what I mean? Same, like, I'm always same. Like, come on. <laughs> like there's always this and I know where everything is. I've got yep. a time down to, you know, yep. I want to maximize whatever I'm doing before. And then I can, you know, yes. I know how long it's going to take a TSA pre-check and yes. so on and so forth. And, but I was bringing my son and I just had the time off just by a little bit, like didn't, didn't factor in enough toddler time, if you will. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. And at one point, dude, we're flying through DFW Terminal A. And we got to get from A20, and they switch the gate to A8, and they'll do that at DFW, okay? And we're cruising through, and at one point, my son grabs my sport coat. He grabs the tail of it, and he said, Dad, can you please slow down? Mm. And for me, that was a moment where it was like, hey, what's it like? to be on the other side of traveling with me. In my mind, I'm like, bro, we first class. Hey, man, we can find yeah. a hotel, but we living good in the neighborhood, you know? But what's it like? It's like, it's exhausting. Get your track shoes if you want to work for Ryan League. And for me, I had to, I had to come to grips with that. So even as, you know, I, I talk with my team and, you know, a lot of ideas come to me like, and once I get an idea, I got to yeah. act on it. Like, let's go. Man, yeah, everybody's I mean, not like that. Come you on. Know? And I, so have to, I have to realize, like, so I'm on the journey of self The way I see self-awareness is I don't think you ever arrive at it. It's kind of mm. like eating healthy. Well, I ate healthy for a year, so I don't need to do it anymore. It's like, no, yeah. I think we always need to be asking ourselves, hey, what's it? What's it like to be on the other side of me? And I ought to be considerate of every room that I walk in, whether it's a Thanksgiving table, mm. um, a Christmas morning, a Zoom call, an event. Hey, what's it like to be on the other side of me? I, I gotta, I'm constantly asking myself that question. And I don't think it's like a beat yourself up question. I think it's mm. just a little bit more considerate of the fact that People see me in a light that I often don't see them. I'm constantly on a stage. Mm. And so if I say hi to somebody versus a regular executive just saying hi to somebody, they mean two different things, even though we both said hi. Yes, yes. And I, 
And that's just something I, I've just had to live with and kind of kind of grow in. My second yeah, favorite question in the book. Let's hear it. Come on. Am I enjoying it? Mm. Am I enjoying it? Here's what I've learned. You can go to Harvard, you can go to Stanford, you can go to Cambridge, you can go to Duke, you can go to the top conferences in the world. You can read New York Times bestselling books to teach you how to get success. There's a thousand YouTube videos right now. There's a thousand people you can follow that will give you the three steps or five steps to, to, to attaining success. There is not one course, there is not one class that will teach you how to enjoy success when you get it. Mm. And something that I learned again in my executive coaching practice and working with athletes is, I mean, these are, these are all people who are fluent. These are all people who have a nice bank of resources in every yes. direction. But it had nothing to do with their habit. It was interesting. Like, they were actually no different than buddies I know that make 30 grand a year. Mm. It, it, they actually it, they actually have so much in common, yet they think that they don't have much in common. I actually sound a, a, about about the same. And what I started to notice with some of my clients is I, I had to almost convince them to go spend money. Mm. I. I I had to convince them to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Yeah. Part of the question, and all of these questions, we call them loaded questions, because I think all of these questions lead to other questions. Yep. This question, am I enjoying it, leads to another question of whose permission do I need to enjoy my life? Whose permission do I need yep. to enjoy my life? And part of it is, well, I don't, I don't want to look like too fancy. I don't want to look a, a, a certain way. Do you enjoy it? Is that something you want to do? Then you need to go do it. They're like, well, Ryan, you can't just I can't just fly private, Ryan. Hmm. You can't? No, I can't yet. But you actually have the means to do so. Like way in, in, into, into the black. To be able to do so, it's like, dude, why don't you do it? Well, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just, I just, I just. Hey, whose permission would you need to do that? And I told, I told one executive, he said, man, I feel bad ditching the boys and going to the Super Bowl. I said, I get it. Take them to the Super Bowl. He's like, I can't do that. Can't or won't? Mm. You can't. So good. I've so seen good, your budget. Man. I've seen your budget. You, yeah, you, I know. <laughs> I know. You, you, you can. And so I, I think people, and then on the, on the other side of things, there are, uh, I have a, an encouraging text that I send out to people every single week. So, so people subscribe to getting these text messages from me. So one week I, I texted out, hey, this is your permission slip. Go do something fun this week. One guy wrote back, Everything fun costs money. I said, oh, you want to get attitude with me today? Okay. <laughs> I got you. I got something for you. I got something for you. 
I, I I can see what city people live in based off of the text. So I found 20, and he lives in Dallas, ironically. Okay, so I found 25 free fun things to do in Dallas, and I sent him a link. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Here you go. Come on. And so, yep. so one of the lines I use in the book is I said, somewhere between the Super Bowl and 25 free things you can do, you need to start enjoying your life. Mm. You need to start enjoying your life. And what I've learned about true joy and true enjoy and true, true enjoyment is it, it actually has nothing to do with your outside circumstance. I fully believe you can enjoy a job you used to tolerate. It just depends on your attitude. There are like, if you hate your job and you're listening today, if you hate your job and you're watching today, there's somebody that also has your job that's having a great time. Yes. The difference between you and them is they have a better attitude. That's it. Circumstances so are the good. exact same. So good. I've done hospital visits and people were depressed. I've done hospital visits and people were laughing. Same situation. Mm. I have a friend who has been condemned to death. Stage four cancer. She has been diagnosed with stage four cancer for like seven years. She just keeps living. Hmm. doctors told her you won't make it past 20. So enjoy the years you have. So she did. Hmm. She just, she just started like enjoying her life. She has terrible circumstances. She's always sick. I have never not seen her with a smile on her face. Hmm. She's like, I go, and one time I asked her, I interviewed her. I said, why, why are you like this? Like, why are you so happy? She goes, this is what doctors told me. Doctors orders. And she just keeps out kicking her cover. Wow, she man. She just keeps yeah. on living. So this is not a, this is not a, oh, just, if you're rich, go and enjoy the fruit of your labor. But it's like, why work so hard not to enjoy it? Here's what I've learned about every human that's ever lived. Every single one of us is going to spend a lot of money on something. Hmm. Collectively, mm. like in your life, you have yeah. spent a lot of money on, on something. Yep. Yeah. So you might as well spend it on something that you actually enjoy. I met this photographer who um, every year he saves a few thousand dollars to go to the Super Bowl. And I was talking with this guy. And I'm thinking, hey, man, I don't know. That's a great financial decision. You don't actually make that much money. And then you, you go down the, the, the financially astute route. Do you know if you put that money in this account for this many years and how sure, much it would be, sure. you know, you kind of yeah. do the thing, right? Because that's what, that's what you're taught to do in financial services, right? And then he started telling stories. And I thought, do you want to know what he has that so many people don't? Stories. He's enjoying his life. Hey, man, change nothing. If you save, whatever. But right now, He's got more stories than some of the C-suite executives I work with. Mm. And they can afford it and he can't. But he's like, dude, I'm saying I ain't got no kids. I live in an apartment. I'll do what I want. I'm going to go live while yeah. everyone else is trying to, you know, prepare for a recession. He's like, recession, meshing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, Come listen, on. recession or not, I'm going to enjoy my life. Yeah. The other thing I realized is that mm. people are very politically charged. And I understand that. But people allow politics to dictate their mood. I'm not saying politics don't matter. 
But there ain't a president, there ain't a political leader in the world that I'm going to give the emotional state of my soul. It's not happening. Like, Mm. I'm going to enjoy every four years, regardless of who's president. Yes. Like, I'm going to run my bit. Like, we're going to have some fun. We're going to go on on some trips. Hey, Jordan, (laughs) come come on. Come on. Like, again, I, I have an opinion just like anybody else, but it's like, not to the degree of where I would give someone Mm. Enjoy, mm. and that's typically what happens. We surrender it to somebody else, and, and that's the truth. That. And that's and so the truth. I just try to help people to go, "Hey, don't go to school for eight years and work so hard to climb, and all of a sudden you get to the top of the ladder and you're going, why am I even up here?" Mm. Like, go and enjoy your life. So that that's one of my favorite questions because I've I've seen it in action, and I've just I've seen so many people just like. I don't know, get a little freedom. And I get pictures all the time now from people going, hey, took your advice. Me and the kids, we're out. We're, 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 we're just going to have some fun. And I get pictures from people at games, people at parks, some free things, some very expensive things. But I'm just like, yeah, enjoy your life. People ask me all the time, they go, man, what do you say to like professional athletes? You know what I say? I, this is this is why I tell professional athletes right before a game. I say, "Hey, let's uh, let's not forget. You get paid to play basketball. It's awesome. Mm. Enjoy it. Enjoy I know it. the media. I know the pressure. I know the record. I know the. Pre- I know what coaches are saying. I know what the fans are saying. But will you not forget the fact?" That you are paid to play basketball. Hey, enjoy it. And if they work for the team, hey, there's a lot of places you could work. You realize you just flew on a private plane to another city. You know how many people in their lifetime will never fly on a private plane? Hey, the next time you get on the plane, enjoy it. Like, yeah, like we on. really need someone to come and tell us to. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Enjoy it. You know, there's people crazy. with pools. There's people, my, my son's definition of rich, which is interesting because he doesn't think we are. Uh, he, he, his definition of rich is if you have a Lamborghini or a pool, that's it. <laughs> that's his bar. That's his bar. If you don't have one of those, don't talk to me. I ain't got time for it. That's great, man. And so I'm like, well, Kids, we don't have man. either. And so yep. apparently yep. my son's like, well, one day, I'm going to be in the NBA so I can upgrade my mother Lambo. From, <laughs> from this, from this poor neighborhood we're in poor us, you know, I'm like, yeah, whatever. So, so yeah, I, I think, I think it's just an attitude, man. And mm. I just, I want to give people permission to, to start enjoying their life, start mm. enjoying their job. And part of, I think enjoyment really comes from perspective and gratitude. It does, man. Come on. It's just it, like, dude, every, Dude, I, I I get to speak almost every other day somewhere. Mm. And I think people would think like, dude, at some point, does it just kind of just like, you just kind of just do the deal? No. Mm. Dude, before I get on stage, I go, you get paid to talk to people mm. and make them laugh and inspire them and be better. It's like, what in the world? It's just crazy. This is ludicrous. Dude, oh, yesterday man. I got introduced. It is the best intro ever. Executive goes, Hey, you guys are in for a real treat. Just so you know, 
he's really expensive. And I went, yes, <laughs> yes. And I was just like, and like people started to like look over at me. Like now they're like looking at my outfit, like this better be like a really nice outfit because he's yeah. expensive. And so I get on stage and go, hi, my name is Ryan Lee and I'm expensive. Like it just, <laughs> it just, but man, it's just one of those things of like, dude, enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I, a good word. I think I'm one of the luckiest individuals in the world. And if you were to talk mm. to my friends, like my best friends since college, they would tell you, Ryan's been like that from day one. Mm. Ryan used to be playing college basketball going, dude, do you realize we're in like the top one, you know, like less than like 1% of humanity has ever played an NCAA mm. sport. It's amazing. Mm. So it's just perspective. It doesn't matter what so, you're doing. So, and I was broke man. at the time. Does that Come make on, sense? Man. It's like yeah. you're always just looking for the like, dude, do you can you believe we get to do this? Dude, I remember yeah. valeting cars at a wedding in college. But do you, can you <laughs> we get to do dude, this? <laughs> dude, we get to drive whatever car we want. Since this is amazing. Mm. You know, like again, it's just it's just perspective. And I, I think I'll never forget being in Oklahoma City. I didn't write about this in my book, but I wish I did. I was in Oklahoma City. And the inside joke with a lot of Black people is that Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in every city is straight hood. Like it, it is where like gangsters do business. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in every major city. So I'm in Oklahoma City. And we're on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, and it is drug deals. It is everything's happening, but it's the only place open. And I promised my wife I would bring her a uh, mozzarella sticks from Sonic. Okay, so there's this was the only Sonic that's open. This is a, a, a lower income neighborhood, and I'm like, dude, I'm fine, whatever. Like I feel fine about that, but as I'm pulling into the Sonic, I have mentally in my mind the kind of service I'm going to get. Let's mm -hmm. be honest. And this girl, she's got long braids, nails, you know, probably a foot long is what it felt like. <laughs> and she opens the window and she goes, hey, sir, how are you? I was like, am I a Chick-fil-A? What's going on here? I, I said, I I'm doing well. How are you? She goes, I'm having a blessed day. I hope you are too. Hey, sir, here's your food. I was like. Something's off. This, this, this is not lining up with where I'm at. And I said, hey, can I, can I also get some marinara sauce? She said, it would be my pleasure to do that for you, sir. And in that moment, I, I, called, I called Sonic Corp. I said, listen, Ashley, at the signing on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Oklahoma City, she's a leader. Mm. That's the attitude you want. And I'm going, you work at Sonic. Like, it's not like, most people's dream job, but she treated it like it was. She goes, listen, my, my environment is not going to be indicative of my attitude. Like, hey, I'm going to act like I own the joint. And she Come did. On. She had an ownership's mindset of just like, listen, people's experience at this Sonic matters. Yeah. And she took yeah. it seriously. Yeah. And I'm going, like, she... I'm like, I, I had put her in like a category of what type of experience I was going to get. Like I made a judgment about somebody. I have mm. never been more wrong. And I would be gladly to raise my hand and go, dude, 
Ryan, you cannot judge people. Just like you don't want people to judge you. Like, man, don't don't judge someone else. But dude, Ashley at Sonic, some of the best customer service I've ever had. And it was at a Sonic on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Oklahoma City. Mm. So it gave me hope, not just for myself, but for everybody. I'm going, hey, attitude. Come on. No matter where you're at. Yeah. And here's here's the other thing. It costs us nothing to be kind. Hmm. Like it doesn't like it doesn't matter, like you could be having a horrible day, but for you to pause and go, man, I'm having a bad. Hey, man, how are you? It didn't cost me anything. I'm not any less real. Just ask you a question. Hey, how, how, hey, how are how are you, dude? I, I've been able to stay in some very very nice places in in my career. Hmm. I've been treated well. You know what's interesting about Rich Carlton Four Seasons? They're just nicer. That's it. Hmm. But the food isn't that much better. The sheets aren't that much, but the pillow, the pillows, the keep you warm. The TV, the TV is the same size as the as, as the Holiday Inn. Yeah, it, yeah. They're just nicer. Mm. That's it. They're just a little bit more considerate. I pulled up my car to Ritz Carlton one day. I had some food from the drive. The guy just said, "Hey, can I throw that away for you?" I mean, it's, it's he's a valet guy. Yeah, he's yeah, just man. going. Hey, so contrary to popular yeah. belief, I don't think we have to endure our life. Mm. I don't think we have to endure our career. I think we can enjoy it. I think it is a perspective. Come on, it's so I've good, seen man. people yep. at a high level enjoy their life. I've seen people at jobs most people wouldn't even want so enjoy good. it. So whether you are shining shoes, TSA precheck, or running a company. I think you can enjoy your life. Amen. And I just love to give people Amen. permission to do so. So anyways, you let me go on hey. a tangent for a while. So it's good. But man. That, those are my two favorite questions. Hey, I, I feel like we went to church, man. Man, we got deep. That's spiritual. I, yeah. I, hey, I, I appreciate, man, you sharing your heart behind the questions because that's, yeah. again, that's what's special about you. You know, I, I believe that great speakers make people feel something. Yeah. And you make people feel something. You're not just giving them tools and tricks and yeah, ideas. Yeah. You're making people feel something. That's part of what makes you special. So sure. listen, man, I, I cannot turn you loose without asking you about speaking. You are, in yeah. my opinion, mm. the best public communicator. Now I have my opinion, but I think that opinion is shared by many other people. Like you have this meteoric rise that you're on. Mm. Companies are chasing after you and you've decided to use some of your gifts to teach others. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I want you to teach us. Yeah. Preparing for a talk. Right. People yeah. are saying, Ryan, how do you do it? You're getting all these talks. Like you are having to come up with new content constantly. Oh yeah. Tell us what that's like. And then what would you say to somebody who's preparing yeah. to address people and how to approach that process? I I would I would encourage people to search for the problems that people have the most and research solutions to help them. So for me, right now, even as a communicator. I am studying recessions. Mm. There's been 34 since 1857. The average length of a recession is 12 to 14 months. The longest one we've ever had is 68. The shortest one we've ever had is two months from February 2020 to April 2020. Most people didn't know we were in a recession because they just call it a pandemic. So I want to learn everything that I possibly can about past recessions so that when I'm in front of any organization in the world, I can help you. It's good. 
Now, that's like that's like the preview of the speaker lab right there. Yeah, I that's mean a, it's it's that's it's, a nugget, it's man. That's studying good. studying problems. So yeah, like I'm that's good. Right now on anger, and so I begin to think of well, what what makes people pissed off. Mm. Everything. <laughs> and then Come you on. go, well, why? Well, then we when you do research, there's actually four levels to anger because there's some people that get mad that their sports team didn't win. Then there's other people who punch walls. Mm. There's levels to this thing. Yeah, and so when you, you start as a communicator with going, hey, let me tell you the things that make me angry. Let me tell you what anger comes out the most for me. My son's basketball games. I get livid. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the ref, the coach, him, his teammate. What are you doing? And I am in my worst emotional state at a, sport, at a sporting event. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so again, I think as a communicator, you're kind of like poking fun of yourself a little bit. You're not going, hey, this is something you, y'all deal with. Let me help you. You're going, why are we all so angry? Why are we all so on edge? What are we really mad about? And, and so then good. you have to wrestle with a lot of those things and you kind of help people go through the different levels of anger. And, you know, you, you research anger, you study anger and you look within yourself and you kind of speak to all of the things in the world that are going on that can, you know, really frustrate you. The problem becomes when we take out our anger on the people we love. Mm. And so Ooh. I could do that talk at a, at, a, at a business and people in that room would go, man, our, our leader's great. He's just, he's angry. Dude. So good. That makes sense. So, so yeah, I think that's so how good. I create. So how am I always creating content? People are always having problems. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I love that nugget, man. Yeah. So we got, so here's the deal. So that's one that I, I took that from you. You know, like that was good. Yeah. I just went to the lab. Yeah, yeah. yeah but sure. if you really want to go to the lab, you have a you have another speaker lab coming up. You have a course. You do coaching. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about how we how do we engage? I get to engage yeah. as your friend yeah. with Ryan Leak often. Somebody's yeah. listening. They're like, man, I like this guy. How do how does somebody engage with Ryan Leak in a deeper way? Yeah, I mean RyanLeak.com. We got a bunch of stuff on there. We you can hire a coach. Uh, you can book me to speak. Uh, you can take a course. And uh, that's a self-leadership course that actually takes people a little bit deeper than, than the book goes and uh, mastering some, some key areas I believe are needed for you to have maximum impact uh, in your life and career. But man, RyanLeak.com and I'm Ryan Leak on, I think, every social media platform. No underscores or anything. You got that original Ryan Leak, man. I, I got it in there pretty quick. The OG so. Ryan Leak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, Ryan, man, you've been you've been so generous with us. Yes. And kind, and and I appreciate your friendship, man. Like this, just so everybody knows, we're recording this at um three o'clock. It's almost four o'clock now on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> That's right. And you're a busy guy, and you probably traveled to three different cities this week, and so and you're deciding <laughs> to invest time in our. Community. How did you know it was exactly three different things? I just guessed. That's like the average, that's the average week for Ryan Leak, man. Come on. <laughs> this month, uh, that, that is the truth. Yeah. yeah. But listen, I will say this. I know that you also prioritize your family. Yeah, for sure. And that you care deeply about yeah. the people you're close to and you prioritize them. You've prioritized yeah. me. And so yeah. for a man who's on a mission and always on the go making moves, um, yeah. I respect your humility, man, your pace. Yeah. And, uh, and the way that you move. So. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Love. My pleasure. This is so much fun. Talk yeah. to you soon, brother. All right, buddy.
This has been another episode of the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. I want to say thanks also to John Choate and James Roth of Storyline Multimedia for all of the work that they do behind the scenes to make this episode go. If you enjoy listening to this show, if you're somebody who tunes in once in a while to our podcast, we'd love it if you'd officially subscribe so that we could move our mission of impact forward. This podcast is designed to help the leader go farther faster. We hope we've done that today. Be well, be great. Have a wonderful day.